Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. It's the podcast about the radio show, the show within the show. As always, you can get the PGP on its normal podcast feed. Just search Permission Granted. Also, it's available inside the DA Show's podcast feed. And if you're listening to this, it's the first podcast after Mraz left the show. And thus, you might be surprised to see the building still standing there's still microphones that work, and we're actually still doing radio shows and podcasts. Woohoo! Joining us here on side A of the PGP is the man who's filling in for me this week as I'm on vacation. The great kind sir, Andrew Bogus. A.B., good morning. D.A., good morning. I will point out that we are at least recording the podcast. Ah. Without Sean, it remains to be seen if it can get posted and <laughs> That's true. populate all of those places That's that you just sexy. mentioned. So one step at a time. That's actually a very good point. You're only now four hours into this week, the post-Moraz landscape. I apologize. Did not tune in today. And so tell me, how did day one go? Uh, I thought day one went well. No, no need to apologize. You should not be listening. You should not be even talking to me right now. You should be on vacation, completely disconnect all the way from the mothership. That's right. um, but thing, things went well. We were able to survive. We did know what to do. Uh, we had clips for sound check. We had a guest. Uh, we did all four hours of the show. There was one computer crash, but that's Pete's fault, not anybody else's. Mm. Um, but still, so Monday, so far, so good. We're one for one, I think. You're an even keel guy. I had not. I expect nothing less than for you to come in, do a good job, do good work, handle the show professionally. But Pete, I'm not sure about. So tell me where Pete's head was at, his emotions were at day one post Moraz. Pete seemed fine. He was fired up during the show. Um, he doesn't like the Dolphins. We're getting carried away oh. with Dolphin love this year. Okay. He doesn't like the Jets. Um, their throwback alternates that they released during the show. He thought the color, the shade of green was off. So he was his normal, <laughs> unnecessarily angry Pete. If he's having any Sean withdrawal or any kind of feelings like that, they were hidden so far on Monday at least. 
Okay, uh, tell me the listeners. Did you get any sense from them if they're going through PTSD, if they're coming down off of the high or the low that was Friday? Well, this should have probably been the answer to your previous question. Um, the listeners are listening. They heard an edited open to the show at oh. 6 a.m. that had removed... Sean and Danielle's voice no longer heard in the open to start oh. the show. And we got a couple of tweets about that. So I brought it up on the air that um, that Pete had made that decision. And then he talked about that. Then we had some fun. We For 8 a.m., we had a manual dub in E.J. Stewart's name over the Sean <laughs> mention. So very awkwardly on purpose, it's, you know, blah, 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 blah. E.J. Stewart, uh-huh. and then right back into the... So I think Pete's got some creativity here uh, as he slowly removes, I think, some of the required things that have to come out that are Sean-related. We are not erasing Sean from our memory, but a couple of things, I guess, kind of have to happen, and taking his name out of the open is one of them since he is now completely off the show in that regard. Right. Uh, I'll be interested to see the emotional swings of the listeners because Friday was an emotional day. We had joked all week long about who's going to crack, who's going to cry, who's going to cry, who's going to crack. And it blew up in my face because I just kept stoking the flames, seeing who was going to cry, who was going to crack. And then I was the one that got choked up. And I never expected to be that guy. I thought that... I could keep it together. I thought I could keep it at arm's length. And I just, I didn't really have a script going in. I just knew some of the bullet points that I was going to talk about Mraz, uh, talk about for Mraz. And then when I got into it, I, I couldn't really quite keep it together. I had to kind of keep bowling through. And of all the things, this is why karma is just such a bee sting. I had made sure with Pete the Body that we had Mraz's family in studio. I wanted uh, Bob, I wanted Nancy. And uh, his sister also came in as well. And I thought, well, this is perfect. This is going to get Mraz to crack. His family is going to be in the same room as he waves goodbye to the mothership. I'm like, of course he's going to crack. And then as I got into my spiel, I'm staring at Bob and Nancy across the glass from me as they're like eyes locked. And I just was like, oh, no, (laughs) now I've got to deal with this. Now I've got those puppy dog eyes looking back at me. And I love Bob and Nancy. And so to have them in that room right directly across the glass as I go into the spiel was too much for me to take. And I got, damn it, I did this to myself. For all of the things I want to to poke and prod for, I did it to myself. But you know what? It had to happen. Now, I was called by at least one listener a pseudo-serial killer for having no emotion. (laughs) Now, I wouldn't go that far against myself, but I might have considered you one if you didn't break down at least a little bit. I mean, you guys... Basically, you know, Sean is not a foxhole guy, but you guys were in the foxhole together. <laughs> I mean, you've not only just traveled together, but as you guys have talked about, you both were single. Now you're married. There are three kids between the two of you. You had horrible hours, then less horrible hours, then better hours, then kind of less better hours now with the three or whatever a.m. wake up call. So, I mean, you guys have been in the trenches for 10 plus years. Like, I'll probably, the emotions people, wanted from me or thought I should have last week, I'll probably have 
if Pete ever leaves because I've done this with Pete for 10 plus years. Mm. And I think, you know, so Pete and I, I've only, I've always seen Pete through that stupid glass. I've been different producers. (laughs) It's been alongside different hosts, but always Pete's there. So, and how could you not be emotional about Pete? So like, I, I, maybe I'm subconsciously saving things for Pete riding off into greener radio pasture, becoming a boss, an actual boss somewhere else. I don't know why he would leave, but like Pete's kind of my Sean. If I'm you, then Pete is my Sean. And I think those, I think the emotions would be there if that day ever comes. That's really interesting. I didn't, uh, I didn't put, two and two together like that but i guess i mean we've survived taz and the moose we've survived feinstein we survived brian jones (laughs) we had to deal with mike biseglia there's there's we've been through a lot p and i you know what i said on friday about uh was really from the heart i just i jotted down some bullet points and and the most important thing and i just kind of like blew through the bullet points and just spoke truly off the off the cuff and through the from the heart was just that Mraz's superpower as a personality is to be completely 100% transparent. And the pooping on the air thing, the crying over Jeter, the crying over Callahan, the year of the buffoon moments, uh, all of these things, 99% of the population, probably 99.9% of on-air talent in any regard, would totally hide from. You would never want to be caught looking that stupid or that vulnerable or that obnoxious, or that, 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 that. You would just rationalize or hide or lie your way out of it. Nobody ever admits to pooping their pants. And uh, Mraz just couldn't not be 100% transparent. <laughs> he didn't, he did not have the chromosome. He did not have the whatever that synapse is in the brain to hide at least long enough. Like there were occasions where he would try to lie his way through some things, but he just, he could never do it long enough and uh it just always the truth always came out so i i just i think that's what made me emotional is that yes all those things that you talk about are true we we grew up together in this on this uh show and the show grew together and our families grew close together but really when you have somebody who is so vulnerable and transparent themselves it's hard to talk about them unemotionally You know, all these things that Mraz has done that seemed ludicrous, screaming bloody murder in the middle of the night (laughs) over freaking Tennessee Titans wins and crying over players retiring or or getting traded. If you tap into that, it's hard not to get emotional. So, uh, you know, I I did it to myself. Um, It sounds like some people uh, appreciated it and it properly reflected the listeners' attitudes, at least some of them as well. But I just, I didn't think I was going to do it. And then... Suddenly, I did it. Uh, I want to know after the show, when you're driving home or you're taking the train back from work, and then Friday night, did you go out? I feel like I saw something on Instagram. Friday, you and- by Friday night, I was in Massachusetts. Oh, right. You had made the trip up to Boston uh, to go to Fenway and to see some of the sights and sounds. So maybe you didn't have much time to reflect because you're with the kids and you're in the car with your wife. But uh, was there any like processing of what Friday looked like or the last week looked like or what have you well at first i felt bad that i had left like i I thought because the the long story is we had this trip planned to boston like i don't know april like the 
as the baseball season was beginning, my wife was like, hey, I bought tickets, Mets, Red Sox, we're going to Boston for the weekend. She went to BU. We have a lot of friends there. Like it's a, We go to Boston a lot. The city means a lot to us. We were dating when we were both in college, so I would go up to see her. So we go there a lot. It means a lot to go. We're tacking on Fenway, first time for the kids. And my thought was, okay, it's a summer Friday, so either DA will be off and my day will be hosting with Sean and I'll be done by 10 and we can go or I'll just take the day off. So, and then all of a sudden all this happens with Sean Mm. and I didn't even think about it until we were like 10 days out. I went, Oh crap, this is now Sean's last day. And we had, we were going to be like, they were going to come get me at 10 o'clock and we were going to shoot out of here. And then between the baby and Sean leaving, Fridays were weird and we didn't know what was going on. So that's why also I didn't even finish my shift. I like took a half day so I could leave at 10. And that's why Caserta was on after a while, if people noticed. Um, so I just felt bad that I had, that I, that I had to go, but, we, but I kind of had to go. And we left later than we were planning to and whatever so I could be there. But I, and I don't know how long you guys hung around, but like I was the first one to go, which I didn't like to do. Then I was thinking like, should we have done, not that we didn't do anything, but, like, should we have done, should there have been something more substantial, like, after the show for Sean? Like, did there need to be anything more of, like, or did I, should I have done something more to say thank you? Should I have brought this, booked that? Like, so I was having weird kind of, like, second thoughts, regrets, had I not done enough lifting during the week to figure, all you know, to kind of help the cause to say goodbye, so to speak. I but, wouldn't I wouldn't beat yourself up over that because I thought what we did after the show was pretty perfect and pretty quiet. And um, I thought that that was pretty good. Uh, just since we signed off the air at 9.55 a.m. Eastern time, I don't know if the listeners know too much what happened. I don't know if you guys talked about it on Monday. But uh, with Bob and Nancy uh, and Mraz's sister in the building, um, it was pretty cool. We had them bring in a fudgy the whale cake since Mraz's infamous uh, birthday a couple of years ago where we bought a fudgy the whale <laughs> cake while he was out and he was on vacation. So we did talk about this on the air, him. and I forgot, unless Pete's making this up, that Robbie, he who should not be named, edit, pick up, that he who should not be named, he ate the cake. Yes, yes. The fudgy yeah. the whale on yep. cake cam. I don't yes. remember that part of it. Yes, that was the that was the ultimate taunt. We we I think we had him bring it in, but we brought in or he brought in the fudge of the whale cake. He wore a birthday hat. We blew up balloons around him, and he sensually ate <laughs> multiple pieces of the fudge of the whale cake uh, on camera, and it just made Mraz steam. I mean, it made him so incredibly angry that we would do this. So, um, so yeah, so that's why he always held it against us because he, who shall not be named, was the one that enjoyed it alongside us. So we had two of those cakes, actually, because Greg Caserta, who was doing headlines uh, after us, brought in his own, and then I had a couple of pizzas delivered. I had three pizzas delivered. And so the, all of us that was very intimate with the show just kind of sat in the newsroom and ate, and I don't think it needed to be anything else. It kind of felt like... Mraz's parents were like, okay, ready to go. Mraz was like, okay, ready to go. Um, You didn't leave too early. I mean, everything wrapped up right after that. It was like once the pizza was gone and the ice cream cake was gone, it was like we're good. So it it was about an hour or so. Yeah. And it didn't need to be anything else because it didn't feel like anybody had enough energy because everyone's just kind of exhausted by the the (laughs) whole thing. 
Um, the one thing I will say is I was surprised there wasn't more done by anybody else in the building. And I guess he's just moving down the hall, so there doesn't need to be something huge. But I would have thought that maybe there was an email from the bosses or somebody from management would come by after the show and be like, that was a great show or that was a great week of shows or Mariah's meant a lot. Like, it was as though it all happened in silence. Yes. And if you noticed on Friday, none of the salespeople were in the building anyway because it's a <laughs> summer Friday. I don't know if the bosses – maybe the bosses were because I think there was an interview for the producer position. Uh, but it just felt awkwardly quiet around the whole place. So I think we went above and beyond compared to how it seemed to everybody else was processing yes. the thing. I, I I do think that that kind of ties into people not listening to us. Uh, clearly they're listening <laughs> because that's why they wanted Sean. But like you're right, we, we do kind of live, even though we're in this one big giant space with WFAN and two of their studios and all of their staff and everybody hangs out and talks and whatever. But like when push comes to shove, like, we kind of have our own little world in that one little studio. And so much happens that never escapes from there out into the newsroom. And most people thought we were crazy this whole time for doing anything about Sean leaving emotions, bits, guess, whatever, you know, walking Lisa Ramos and Katie Lindendahl through the other day. Like people, why are you guys doing this? Like they, they <laughs> thought we were going overboard so, and yeah, I, you know, what was funny to me though, is I think we did this once on the year. It might've been Sean and me, not, not with you. One of the days that you were off, but there's this like company wide email that goes out every Friday and it has little updates on all of the things happening on our two floors with all the different stations. Yep. And for the longest time, we were never mentioned in this. There was nothing. We could have set the place on fire and it would not have been mentioned in the <laughs> weekly studio roundup. Yep. But within the last month or so, they are including us. I don't know who said it, who changed this, but this woman now talks about the network and Sean made the roundup last week with Sean Morash spent his last week as co-host and producer of the DA show. Congrats to Sean on a great run as we look for the next great producer of the show. And then a link Sean celebrated by eating a bagel. So the official odyssey <laughs> response was that three lines in an email with a link to Sean eating Bryce's New Jersey bagels from whatever that day was, Tuesday or Wednesday. Let me ask, would you believe it if I told you I was that person that brought this up to management? Uh, yes, I would have believed it, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're exactly 100% right. About a month ago, I was... We get these internal management reports or internal Odyssey reports, and they just they mention every other radio station except CBS Sports Radio. And I just eventually got sick and tired of not even being considered part of one of the radio <laughs> stations that operate in the building. And I just said to our oh. PD, I go, hey, you know, it might be good for just like recognition and morale and just awareness. If we mentioned a bullet point or two of what's happening on the network, I was like Maggie and Pertle have been doing these kind of crazy food challenges. And I'm like, JR and Shep have been doing really funny things. And Zach just made news doing this. I'm like, it would be worth it. Maybe to just let everybody know in the building what's going on on the network. And, uh, listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. 
Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It was met with, uh, yeah, not a bad idea. I don't know how it could have slipped through the cracks beforehand, but uh, finally it was indoctrinated. It was, uh, so I was happy to see that, and I thought the same thing. I'm thinking, really the point was more like, look at these great on-air things happening on CBS Sports Radio. Rome had this great guest on. Uh, this news was made and said it was Mraz ate a bagel. <laughs> I was like, not quite what I had in mind <laughs> about the uh, the accolades that uh, CBS Sports Radio should perhaps <laughs> get, but it's something, I guess. Yeah, well, you ask how it could have slipped through the cracks. Um, it's because there are different walls in this building that have all of the logos of the stations that live here, and there are logo clusters that don't even include our logo <laughs> at one point it was the wrong logo it was a cbs sports network logo so it's lucky we even get we're happy to have an email address at this point let alone get an email that includes our accomplishments in it oh, it's too funny well i i think the listeners probably sometimes can read between the lines that i am extraordinarily thankful for the opportunity that i have at odyssey and uh they've never stepped in and said you got to do the show this way you got to talk about this don't say that and and that is a huge freedom that i've enjoyed for many years on cbs sports radio and i don't take that lightly i don't ignore that or take it for granted but sometimes i do get frustrated by the uh the idea that <laughs> we barely <laughs> register as an existence in the building there was a fire in the building on monday a storage <laughs> closet oh correction the cbs sports radio studios were damaged <laughs> but that being said, my favorite moment from Friday to go way back to the beginning here was Pete on behalf of the network thanking great. Sean for his work over the night. I mean, it's just, just perfect Pete at the right time. And Pete essentially <laughs> gave Mraz a Medal of Honor for saving the network. Right. You'd like... think he was Mr. Odyssey and he was Pete Odyssey and his family owned this place and he was giving Sean a little plaque for his decade of service. Yeah. Or he was like Bill Gates to Microsoft or something. <laughs> right. Like from nothing came something on the shoulders of Mraz <laughs> and DA. I'm like, well, 
I don't know if we saved anything here. We were the overnight show that just kept doing silly bits. Like Rome is kind of the most important piece of the puzzle here. <laughs> uh, so, and but on behalf of the network. <laughs> Here is your brick at three forty-five. Right. Here's your fifty Odyssey coins. Enjoy your beanie. Oh my god, it was it was too funny. I will say the the week that was, it gave me a chance to process. And the thing that I processed was, uh, look, everybody that tweets at me and says it's never going to be the same, the show's never going to be the same, etc. You you might be walking a line that's slightly disrespectful simply because like me and Bogues and Bellotti are still here and it will sound largely the same and we will do the same segments and same bits and the same imaging. So like, it's not like we all died or went away as well. It was just Merez. But I understand the concept of Merez brought something so indelible every single day that it would be hard to replicate it or not realize that it's gone it'll feel like a void at times and I totally understand that um so I thought that even though it might have seemed overboard to a lot of outsiders like wait you're sending a week-long farewell to one of the uh, the producer of the show that just it seems bizarre um what we do on the show is is very unique anyway and so you you can't just be like oh and by the way Mraz is gone it it nobody would have uh, Nobody would accept it that way. And so I felt like, A, we get great content out of doing a week of farewell, especially in July. I mean, there's nothing else freaking going on. Number two, though, it allowed us this opportunity to bring back all these old personalities and cameos and voices. And what I started realizing was we had Lisa Ramos, Katie Linadol, Joey Waller, Super Dave, Joey Zanaboni, um, my wife, Kenny Brock, uh, Kenny Brock, go down the list. And I thought, and that's just the tip of the iceberg that really, oh, and he who shall not be named singing. Really, there are, when I joke the cast of thousands, there are so many cameo characters that come in and out of the show's existence. So that really did make it feel like a reunion week or something. And uh, it was hysterical. I'm wondering who your favorite cameo came from. Oh, that's a good... Well, I'm a big Kenny fan, and Kenny and I have a, have very similar takes on Mraz and yeah. strategies for dealing with him. So, and Kenny's just... Kenny's cooler than me. Kenny likes to tell me that he's cooler than me. So <laughs> I like when Kenny comes in and drops the hammer like I can't on Sean. Um, and like everybody else, as complicated as it may be i do like the reemergence of <laughs> he who shall not be named in particular just from the singing uh standpoint and i'll also point out shamelessly as a man the fact that lisa ramos remembered me from the last time she was here nice. i'll take that as a plus as well i went over to my parents place yesterday brought aj over so he could hang out with the grandparents for a little bit and uh, my dad goes i i listened to friday's show i go oh cool what'd you think he goes i thought i thought you guys struck the right note he uh he goes no you guys did a really good job and he goes and you know for the singing he who should not be named the and i go yeah and my heart sank because i i knew here's where papa mendo's like <clears throat> corny didn't get it didn't fit you know went too long and he goes really good really really good <laughs> and i thought seriously he goes no, yeah, it was the right song, right amount of kind of like humor in there, uh, just struck the right note. Like that was really excellent. And I was like, 
oh my god, I never saw that coming. And that's all we need. Case closed. I mean, that's yeah. the last sign off. I don't need anybody else's opinion. <laughs> like that's good enough for me. So he who shall not be named. The story behind it was uh, early in the week, maybe Sunday, maybe Monday. I think it was Sunday. He reached out to me and said, "Do you need me to do anything?" Because of course he knew that he was the perfect man for the job. And I said, <laughs> in fact, yes, I do. I was thinking X, Y, and Z. And I was thinking at the end of the week, there'd be one big crescendo song from him. But we were going back and forth with what he could sing, what he felt comfortable singing. And he gave me a few versions of other things. And I was like, these are too good. We can't not use these. So that's how we came up with the three different songs Two of them were too good for me to delete and never play on the air. So we played one Wednesday, one Thursday, and one Friday, the big finale with Boys to Men. He, though, on his own did the Fresh Prince of Hot Air. Okay. I did not pitch that to him. I did pitch the Family Matters theme song and the Golden Girls theme song. Mm -hmm. I thought it would fit uh, the tone of the show because they're, if you listen to the words, especially the Golden Girls, thank you for being a friend, it's like so it's like sappy sentimental but when you realize it's the theme song of the golden girls it makes it ridiculous so i thought that was the perfect one and then i thought family matters would be the same thing since that's been a bit on the show and he he got me he got me the golden girls one and it was awesome so we played that but then on the family matters one, he goes i'm sorry i'm just not getting it like i just i can't quite get this so i'm like okay well you just gotta let an artist do whatever an artist does so what can you do so he's like so i tried the Fresh Prince. So I, I listened to it the night before, and I said, this is awesome. Of course we're going to play this. So that was all he coming up with the Fresh Prince of Hot Air and changing uh, all the words. I mean, how good was that? I mean, just the Fresh Prince of Hot Air is great yeah. by itself. Like, you could have done the regular song and just changed the, just that one line to fit Sean, and it would have been great. But it was it was so good. I have zero musical talent, so I'm jealous of anybody that can do anything, sing, play an instrument, and then this guy's doing stuff like that just to be nice to us. My favorite part, though, was when the first one or two played, we were all like, oh, man, like half the bit is the unnecessary third and fourth verse. <laughs> yeah. So we were bummed that we didn't get the full version, and then we got like eight vers- verses of the Boys to Men finale, which was just as if he was saving it for last, which was great. <laughs> I know. He's got such a, a knack for the theatrics that he's always been a great performer. <laughs> so that's how that all came together. My favorite cameo, though, was Joey Waller on Friday. And it's because we we haven't had Waller on the show in years. And I always loved the bit Breaking Bad News with Joey Waller because it stems from he can give you the worst news, but everything he says in an update sounds okay because of yep. the way that he delivers it. And even looking at him, too, vis- it's a visual to me yeah, bit, true. too, because he just looks, uh, what's the like, innocent almost. Like, he, there's not a, there's, I don't think he could be visibly angry. So when he's yeah. telling it to you, too, he yeah. also looks soothing <laughs> on top yeah. of sounding soothing. And he always has kind of a wry grin. He's always right. he's always kind of thinking everything's not that serious, especially in sports. So I, I always love that bit. And then he delivers Breaking Bad News on Friday, and one of the verses, one of the stanzas is from Mraz's internal organs, <laughs> gasping for air and pleading with him to lay off the sodium. Uh, and I thought it was so funny, and I think 
it didn't land the way that I wanted to because he had been gone too long. I think most of our listeners or a good portion didn't know who Waller was. Mm. And uh, then he doubled down by doing the Kellen Winslow story. That didn't was, work. That was awkward. He didn't yeah. know the punchline. It was Kellen Winslow Jr. And he was caught doing stuff outside of a car. And, of course, Kellen Winslow ended up in even more trouble. And so it, that part didn't work. And I just think that it it fell flat. But, I mean, that's that comes with, like, doing an SNL 40th. There's going to be some great performances. And some people are going to be like, oh, that guy was not funny anymore. Yeah. So you're you're going to have a week of... Some great and some not so great. I thought Waller was great, but I just don't think it landed the same way outside of the studio as it did for all of us, who we all loved it. Well, I, I do think that the, the Kellen Winslow part changed the whole dynamic, <laughs> and then he tried to pull it back in, and then he made a joke about pulling it back in, and we laughed at that. Um, and he, then he didn't feel like he he wouldn't leave either. At the end of it, he, like, <laughs> he just kept, oh, well, DA, one more thing, one more thing. So maybe that played into it. But you guys, you make you make references to him and that bit often so maybe people might not have heard it but they knew it existed so i still think even if they didn't laugh out loud all the time at it people probably just had, had, had enjoyed hearing it for the maybe for the first time they had heard the true. references now they've actually seen it in practice it's also some things happen in movies and TV shows that are just writer's room jokes. You start writing for the other writers to make them laugh. And that and the Waller bit, especially on Friday, was a writer's room gag because you loved it because you know Waller. I loved it because I know Waller and I love the bit. Mraz and Bilotti both said that might have been their favorite cameo of the entire week. So as long as it landed like that within the studios, it's worth it. I always think that if you can make each other laugh, even if it's from inside jokes, it's worth it because then the audience laughs because you're laughing. So it's worth it to do, um, but it's definitely a writer's room gag. Like, I don't know if Waller hits the same way unless you really know Waller. <laughs> well, along the same way, in my goodbye to Sean, there was a joke early that I was really banking on a big Pete chuckle off of, and I didn't get it, and that threw me off. So I hear you when, like, we were kind of writing for the group either on purpose or accidentally, and it can kind of skew the whole the whole thing. Yeah. But I think the week was a success, and um, I think, honestly, Mraz probably feels relieved today to be doing the first New York show because it had been a drumbeat of leaving, 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 and now finally you get to just kind of break the chains and – focus on your new job and I think for Pete he's kind of acted that way for the last few weeks I think for me too that now no longer do we have to look back it's only looking forward to the new producer and doing new shows and football season etc so I think everything feels good right now I think the thing though that Mraz said that got me at uh, when he spoke was I can't imagine not seeing you every day yeah that part is really true is that if any of you guys left, um, or if what for whatever reason you know I left, it would be really hard not just to see you guys every day because you begin having that rhythm and that cadence and the expectation and what comes along with that is the jokes and the friendship and catching up what happened over the weekend and what happens off the air and like I think that's gonna be the toughest part. Mraz on air, not is gonna be replaced, but you know, life moves on, but just not seeing his, his dopey jerseys or hearing his ridiculous stories or just, you know, like shooting the bleep with them. I think that's the thing that you end up missing. 
Yeah, and, that, and that, I, you know, I've kind of gently brought this up a little bit along the way as we've been discussing on the show here on the podcast, like what's going to happen with Sean coming back, if you know, making appearances, doing this, doing that, and like me being the one that's here, kind of the, for the most amount of time. Like, there's a really significant gap between your day ending yeah. and like Evan Roberts' day starting. And like, I kept seeing like, okay, you know, Sean can do this, Sean can do that, but like, there's not, there's not going to be overlap. Like. I think I realized that before you guys, like you and Pete are very rarely going to see Sean again. I might see him most days, not every day, but most days I'm going to see him for even my just five minutes. But like you guys are going to go long stretches without being face to face with him, which is going to make it hard to like say jump on side B or can you come in and do this or whatever. Like it's going to be, it's going to take some time to figure out where the sweet spots are to bring him back on for status checks occasionally. Yep. You're right about it. I think that we'll find a way to loop them back in, but we'll have to kind of work out that schedule because you're right. It's a totally flipped schedule. I did find it hysterical when I woke up Monday morning and I, I checked Instagram and his first story, <sighs> the first day I saw there's a fresh story on his first day on Instagram. I'm thinking, okay, here's a promotion of my first show coming up on the fan later on today, or catch me at two o'clock with a new show with Tiki and, and Evan Roberts, et cetera. And instead it was morning workouts are back with a picture of the Peloton. Yeah. I, I mean, come, who are we fooling here? That's what you think the world is waiting to, for the update on that you're on a Peloton bike. And how long are you going to promote that? Oh, I'm back doing morning workouts. So, the only proof we have through this moment on Monday morning is that Sean is Sean. That Mraz still lives. I don't know what the yeah. fans expecting at 2 Eastern on Monday afternoon, but if his first Instagram post shamelessly telling us that he was on a bike for three minutes, he's the same person. So buckle up, <laughs> Evan Tiki. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we'll uh, we'll wrap up here. This went long enough. Uh, did you have plans for a side B? I mean, I could have talked to Pete, but we can also save that for next week when we can get maybe get an update on the job search or something. Yeah, you're kind of uh, you're left having to pull a lot of weight here since Pete's also bailing on you Thursday and Friday. So uh, we can make this the extent of the podcast since it went a full thirty five forty minutes and. I just want to make sure that this is very clear. When I get the tweets and the emails and uh, the Facebook messages, the show will never be the same, end of an era, never the same. I know that that's just out of respect for what Mraz brought, and I know what you're trying to say, which is the, the Mraz years and Mraz himself is so unique, it can't ever be replicated. So I, I'm not taking offense to that at all. I'm just saying, remember that, the show is still intact and and we will have good shows and the person that fills in after Sean deserves a fair shake and uh, he he or she shouldn't always be compared to the silliness of Mraz. So uh, we'll we'll do good. I promise we'll do good uh, or at least we'll try. We'll try to do good. Okay, that's going to do it. Uh, Bogues, have a great rest of your week and uh... yeah, actually go on vacation now, DA. Take a break. <laughs> yeah, well, really disconnect. Much. Forget about us. We'll talk to you next week. All right. That is the Permission Granted Podcast. Until next week, the PGP disconnects. Celebrate. 
celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.